0: today on growth mindset university
1: i've thought about this uh a lot for a long time actually um i mean a couple years uh it's a long time for me
0: because i've only been thinking for like four years but (laughs) (laughs) beside the point you're listening to growth mindset university educating tomorrow's leaders with lessons from today's entrepreneurial elite It's a progressive new age of business we find ourselves in, and we'll help you find the success you seek by listening to today's industry professionals and thought leaders teach us the lessons we should have learned in school but didn't. Now, please welcome your host, Jordan Paris. Have you ever thought of
1: starting a podcast of your own? Maybe you already have one. But if you haven't, think about that. When I first started Growth Mindset University, it wasn't pretty Had no idea what I was doing. Wasted a lot of time, money, effort, energy. And it took me years of trial and error to figure things out. I was growing as I was going, as I like to say. So why not skip the line? Jump ahead a couple of years and become a rockstar podcaster right now. I have a course all about podcasting called, of course, How to Become a Rockstar Podcaster. And people over the past year have been loving it. Ben says, I have to say that your video was easily one of the most transparent and helpful podcast walkthroughs I've seen. Picked up a lot of useful tactics, more than I originally thought I would. My friend Janiyad, he said, Jordan, this course is so good. You've helped me so much in getting my podcast started, and I am eternally grateful for that. And now Janiyad's been podcasting for almost a year. And he's doing it the right way. So go to jordanparis.com slash course for free access to my course, How to Become a Rockstar Podcaster. Again, that's jordanparis.com course to get access to the free course. And by the way, I have more free resources for podcasters, including a document with 12 interview tips. Visit my company website trendup.media instead of .com it's media for access to these free resources. Again, that's trendup.media. Thank you. I am here with Teja Valenza today. Teja, I've had the pleasure of getting to know her a little bit over the past couple of months. She's given me, uh, you know, a free free what do you call it? Free voice um, session uh, a, a voice session
2: give great voice session we give great a, voice session, we we yeah. have done a, a little bit of a fun kind of getting to know the process and what what I is my platform of what it means to give great voice
1: and so what what does it mean then taja to give great voice
2: you know at its essence my brother asked me this at I when, when i was first trying to explain it because you know i would kind of go on and you know how you get the elevator pitch down to the sure. point where he was like can you tell me like in a few words like just like less than an elevator pitch what it means and so it came down to t- to me give great voice is the gift of being able to use our voices to move and touch people move and touch meaning land our message in the way that we intend it. Because so often we we mean to speak in a way or we want to convey a certain something we want people to understand us and our voice either supports that or betrays it. Mm. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, yeah. And and you know, obviously I've already I've already learned a lot a lot about this, you know, with with you and uh you know, from afar watching your TED talk, which was really good by the way. Thank it you. you know the way you made people laugh and you actually made me laugh. You actually made me laugh out loud uh, with the part um, the the Batman uh, poison <laughs> ivy example. Like it was it was it was pretty funny. And uh, well,
2: it's an intentionalizing. So, in other words, yeah, that's the part is that that's the uh, other part of that that to give great voices also to intentionalize our voice to understand that our voice could raise the message and sometimes right. it serves our intention. And, and when it's not giving great voice, it, it, it betrays our intention.
1: Is, you're in, was your intention there to get people to laugh? Is that what you're saying?
2: No, meaning that I was explaining as as, as Poison oh. Ivy that as a seductress,
1: oh, 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 yeah.
2: my intention was, and you laughed at that because I, I conveyed as Poison Ivy, her main intention is as a seductress was to bring Batman closer. And so if she used the same words, come here, Batman, that would get him close but if she said come here batman that would not get him close (laughs) so it's the same words Uh different intentions
1: exactly so that's a that's a sneak peek of what's to come i um actually want to talk a little about a bit about your story because i think it's unique but even before that got to make sure that people can uh, find you Uh, you have this app First and foremost, called Haven. It is it is a guided uh, affirmation meditation app. It's completely free. Um, I don't even think it doesn't even like ask for your email or anything. It's just it, I, the way I describe it to people is like you pick your problem and you go through a series of guided meditations. Like if your problem is depression, there's like a an option for that. If it's anxiety, there's one for that. Like there's 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 like a bunch of different problems there, and you can uh, and you can go through the the series of like ten or so guided affirmation meditations and a uh, pretty cool app and also tasia valenza on linkedin and twitter you're pretty accessible in those places i see you responding uh to a lot of people especially on on twitter and uh so yeah you're so your story tasia like you as uh as a very young woman be, were, were, you were an actress mm-hmm. like like i mean what What was this, like, high school? Like, were you going to normal high school? What was the deal? How did you even get into this?
2: Uh, So I I always joke that I'm a recovering actress and a fully functioning voiceover artist uh, because I started as an on-camera actress at 15. I got my first co-starring role in a movie, which was kind of one of those magical right place right time right circumstance of uh that i was living born and raised in new york and my parents had been actors in their day oh really well my my father and as a teen went to the performing arts when it was just opening which was like the tops you know performing arts school in manhattan and my mother went to music and art and these were the two uh, and so they both were actors in their 20s and met in their late 20s and 30s and then you know kind of because they created a family. My dad became a restaurateur, much to his regret, but he was on Broadway at 15. My mother traveled. So I came from the, you know, came out of the womb singing, like, Gotta be me! You know, I just knew that I was gonna be an actress because of them. And so living in New York City... Even though she wasn't really doing it professionally anymore, she would take me to open calls because I had the bug, you know, in camp and school plays. And so I uh, would do extra work on soap operas. One day, I she went down to an open call for a movie. I said, take my picture in case there's some extra work. I went to go scoop ice cream at an ice cream parlor. H- she how called. old were you? 15. Fifteen. Fifteen. And a very mature 15 New York, you know, kind of was already looked rather more like an adult uh but you know sure. half child half so when i was 15 years old and they were looking for an ingenue for a, a movie uh to star opposite uh, uh, ingenue as a young you know leading lady my mother was down there an open call it wasn't the internet there so there were 40 women in, supposed to be in their 40s and they said i'm sorry it was the wrong age we're looking for a young you know." teenager attractive blah 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 my mother ran down to the front of the line and put my picture down and said like this you know and and juliette taylor who cast all of woody allen's movies a great casting director said yes how soon can you get her down so i auditioned i left the the ice cream parlor i went and auditioned she said you're great we're gonna fly you out to L.A. tomorrow pack for six weeks you might be back the next day you're going to screen test. And I was like, who am I screen testing with? Is it Scott Bayo? Because he was very hot at the time. <laughs> this is where I'm aging myself. Uh, and they <laughs> said, uh, no, it's Sean Penn. And I, I was like, Spicoli from High Times at Richmond High? That's my love interest? Okay, I better, you know, really be a good actress. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I, I flew out with a friend of my mom's. I screen tested. I did. I got the part. And I didn't go back to school for six weeks. And I started my professional acting career, Um, 11th grade. uh, And I then uh, came back afterwards. And six months later, got right at the end of 11th grade, all my children, which was a soap opera, a very popular soap opera. So I basically got my GED and Left okay. school, and that was it. So that was my my foray into the on-camera world. And I did uh, three years on All My Children. And then I was nominated for an Emmy. I knew how to cry really well. Uh, <laughs> and then I moved out to Los Angeles, uh, started acting there. And, you know, again, just because we... I, the recovering actress part is it's very difficult to be an on-camera actress or actor. You know, you're very much rejected based on not your work outside of yourself, you. And so uh, yeah. so my mom, who was amazing, again, my best supporter, said, you know, you should do voiceovers in the 90s. And I was like, I had no idea really what it was. But being a great mom, she pestered me until I I, I started finding out. I started booking a few jobs Booking more jobs, booking more jobs, and realizing that the variable that had always impeded my ability to really perform at my best, which was the physical nature of acting, you're not this enough, you're too much of that, uh, was now released. It was, it was gone. And all of a sudden, my, my booking ratio went through the roof, and my mental health went through the roof at the same time. Yeah. So because it was all, all about, all of a sudden, not, not what you look like anymore and your acting talent. Uh, which is very much, you know, normal that you want to, you when you're casting something, you want to believe that's the part, right? And so our eyes are very much, they want you to walk in the room. The voice is like whatever the voice can do. And so for six years, I overlapped. And then I realized, you know what? I'm going to devote myself exclusively to this particular part of the craft because it's serving my professional um, delight, and it's also serving the fact that I also want to have a more normal life, and I made that choice. Um, And it's something I've been doing for 25 years, joyfully, happily, and um, then I started adding in the teaching component.
1: Right. and and So no college, obviously, right?
2: No, no college of life.
1: Great. And so then when you make this transition to like voice only – uh, I imagine, like, I mean, I, I, you kind of alluded to it, like, you can focus on putting a lot more energy uh, and, and effort towards that instead of like having your, you know, your focus, uh, your energy, like, you know, dispersed. Correct. Uh, and, you, you know, you start unlocking these powers in your voice that maybe you, maybe you didn't know Correct. that you had. Okay. And so, how did you, like, begin? I mean, is how did you, I mean, because you know so much. Like, I've never talked about voice with somebody on a podcast before. Like, it's very meta. You know, we're on a podcast talking about using our voices to talk about, you know, voice right now. Yes, Like, how did you really start to become the expert in this subject matter? matter? How did you start learning about, you know, how nuanced this, you know – this this thing that no one this thinks about could be. This
2: instrument, this powerful. Yeah, this instrument. Yeah, I call yeah. it our most powerful communication tool. Not our phones, our voices are our, our really our most powerful communication tools when we use them successfully, when we use them confidently. And so over the course of 20, well, as again, as an actress, I understood, you know, the power of the voice, but you also had the power of the allure of a look, you know, The I can, I mean, we're not on camera, you can see me, but you know, our body language plays so much into it, which is in our nonverbal cues, which are really powerful and very important to the, how we communicate. All of a sudden I got to channel it all through my voice. So it's like you said, I notched up my learning, my call, my, my set. Because now I no longer had my body to uh, use as my form of communication. I used my body to inform my voice. And so, as an actor...
1: What do you mean to inform your voice? To inform You're my using voice. Using your body to inform your voice.
2: Great. Well, okay. So, when you... Uh, get a description of a character or f- for a commercial. So every day I break down scripts, maybe m- many times a day, because in the voiceover world, I'm either doing a commercial, a narration, a promo, a radio imaging, animation. The cornucopia of acting opportunities as a voiceover artist is endless. So how that's d- changed is the description, the character. There's usually, again, the four questions, which is what I talk about. The character might be a mom. She has three kids and she wants to tell them, you know, about this great new soap product that's cleaning their clothes, right? So there's the mom talking about, you know, or, or, or with her girlfriend. She's just found this incredible hair product, right? This is, this is always in the description of a voiceover artist. Yeah. She's, I feel like you've
1: been in commercials that, like on TV, that, I, that I've watched that I just didn't know it's you.
2: Probably over the years. I mean, that's the point is that when I play my reel, my sizzle reel for people,
0: uh, they can't uh,
2: believe that I'm all of those different voices because even though my voice doesn't change, like going into a baby voice or anything, it's not like that. But from it can be like, hey, you know, from the friendly read, like I just did a Netflix uh, uh, programming uh, guidelines for parents, parent control. And it was just a fun ride. And then I also did the World Series where it was really the gravitas, you know, and it's uh, just com- it sounds so different that you wouldn't believe that it's me. So the point is the intention, the understanding of what that character... So the four questions I always break it down is, who am I in the scene? So am I mother? Am I Poison Ivy, who's a seductress? Am I um, uh, a CEO who's sharing inspiration with her employees? These are all the description as an actor that you get all day long. And then the intention is we want it warm, we want it authoritative. You're always being thrown and then so you have to know that if, if I'm going to sound like I'm just conversational and talking to a friend, if I sound like this, Jordan, it's a pleasure to be with you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a More different ways. sound like, hey, Jordan, it's yeah. a pleasure to be with you. So in the TED Talk, I, I, I shared that I can take the same line. Uh, the, the Acme Company. At Acme Company, you deserve more because you give more, right? So there's this, the words don't mean as much as the intention behind them, right? I love you means I love you. It means take out the trash. It means I hate your guts. It's so much of it's the tone and the intention because the, the tone follows the intention. And whether we know it or not, now that we can start thinking about it, we're conscious of that all the time, right? Is I joke around that my husband knows exactly how I feel about him as soon as I've said his name. As soon, yeah, I, and, remember,
1: I remember that, right? Part.
2: Think about it, your life, Jordan, and all the all the listeners out there. How many of us in our our small circle we know exactly how our beloved feels about it? Our parents feel about us. Yeah and And the same, right? We use the our term of endearment, hi honey. But as soon as I say to my my son Asher, it doesn't matter what I say afterwards. he's He's already on on on, oh my God, what did I do wrong? <laughs> so our intention, our voice, we use so much reactively and unconsciously most of the time. Sometimes we think, I mean, as a podcaster, you're thinking, Again, you probably have noticed from the first episode to now how your voice might have gotten more warm oh, so. or smoother or your ability yeah. to 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 manipulate it without consciously manipulating it.
1: Yeah, a lot of things. A lot of things have changed with the voice for me. Yeah.
2: Right. And that's intentional. But, but this isn't
1: this, it's sometimes, you know, sometimes me in a podcast isn't how I always talk but in that's that your conversation role. every that's day, which role. is weird. It's like, I, I wonder, like, why can't. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs>
2: well, I like to think of it, though, that our voice serves our role. So this is how, again, how what Give Great Voice came out of understanding that, when because we went a long way from the original question. The original question was, because I was so good at, at acting and because I was able to translate that even more as a voiceover artist, I, I was working five times a week, three or four times a day, from commercials to promos to animation, and understanding that, wow, I play all these roles in one day. And The success of that mother is something that I can borrow upon in my personal life, along Mm -hmm. with emotional intelligence and therapy. (laughs) How can I play the same things in my personal, the roles of my life, because I've played thousands of roles in my um, voiceover life. Yeah. And those successes are the mom is warm, uh, the the um, the the CEO is authoritative and trustworthy. So I noticed that when I took a implemented some of those same intentions to think, wow, as a mom, what is my intention with my children? Well, the the overall intention is I want to have a warm relationship with my kids. I want them to love me, respect me. So you know I can intentionalize that in the big picture, and then consciously say, wow, you know, there's their clothes on the floor for the 800th time. And the reactive mom, which is really very much what I am, quite often, we teach what we need to learn is the, get your clothes off the floor, you know, which again, they're reacting, but you know, it becomes the back and forth where the, the resentment comes because again, I, all I had to do was say, "Hun, can you get your clothes off the floor? Yes, I'm frustrated. But did it serve the intention for me to have a good relationship with my kids? like did that did that promote that relationship with the way I s- intentionalized my voice, or did I just um put one more annoyance factor in the day? So that's what <laughs> giving great voices is starting to think of the myriad amount of roles that we play. And I break that yeah. down in the TED talk, right? So, yeah, yeah, so you, Jordan, how many roles we talked about in your? Right,
1: life? we did. I was just going to say. What did you think of that? I
2: mean, had you ever thought of yourself as 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 roles before and and understanding so, them?
1: A little bit. You know, I haven't, I hadn't necessarily labeled them before, but I wanted to say that I think of myself, Tasia, I've thought about this uh, a lot um, for a long time, actually. Um, I mean, a couple of years. Uh, it's a long time for me because I've only been thinking for like four years, but... <laughs> <laughs> beside the I point. I
2: doubt that. Uh, you've been thinking a long, you're a very old soul. You've been thinking a long uh, time.
1: Well, you know, I think of myself as a chameleon. I am constantly changing who I am, my vocal tonalities, especially more than anything else. Those are changing depending on who I'm with, especially right now as a 22-year-old, you know, who... Has uh, this great privilege to be able to talk to a lot of these people that you know you see me talking to on Growth Mindset University, you know. So I'm talking with people who are my heroes, people that are immensely successful, people that um, you know overshadow me tremendously, are, are titans in this world, and I. It's a very different vocal tone with them than it is with, you know, my my 22-year-old friends. Like, I have 22-year-old friends because I'm a 22-year-old. Like, it's a very different thing. Like, I can, even if, like, if I need to, I'll have, uh, you know, throughout my, you know, when I would go to, like, a college party, like, I can have the stoner voice. Like, I can, like, it's it's funny, and I notice it, like, when I switch into it. I don't even think about it. Like, this and this, that's what's important about this. Like, it's not even a conscious thing. I just kind of do it, and we all we, we all, all do it. Do that, we all you know? do it. Yeah. So
2: many of us, it's just a matter of be- becoming conscious of it, right? So that it supports your role, not necessarily to manipulate uh, to a negative a conclusion. It's to a positive conclusion. Some mm-hmm. of us do it more naturally, especially if you're in the arts, the actors and the speakers and the singers. We already think of our voices, but the the people that understand neurolinguistics programming, that you know, that when you people like usually like to talk to people that remind them of themselves. So sometimes, you know, yes, yeah. you go to New York, you talk with them and you're in New York, you go yeah, to, yeah, you know, yeah. right. We just pick. Oh my up. God.
1: I've, <laughs> I've found in rare, rare circumstances, like a slight accent coming on to like my voice at, when, when I'm, it, it's real, like very, very slight, It's but it, it's a weird thing. And I, I, I think you bring up a good thing, manipulating it, it the conversation and the dynamic in a good way. Like, to be a to be a chameleon in this way, I don't think it's a bad thing. Uh, I'm not well, gonna say it- I don't think it's a bad thing. It's not a bad thing like it i think it is a a great mistake to think like oh, I just gotta be myself at all times and, you know, like, and just use, like, I'm just going to use whatever tone I want to use, whatever tone I always use with everyone. Like, it's not going to change at all. And, uh, and people are going to like me for, for that. Um, no, I, I like, don't be surprised if you have that mindset when people call you arrogant and stuck up.
2: Well, I, you know, to the point that I'd love to be able to clarify what you just said is that, um, so, when I took the my skill set that I understood seemed to not only help me become a really successful voiceover artist and actress and applied them in my life a little bit more consciously, I noticed that I could teach these same skills to other people that didn't live the life of an actor who does this constantly so that I could teach them these four questions that that I ask all the time, and I have started applying in my real life, and that you have applied very successfully. And those questions are Who am I in this scene of my life? Who am I speaking to? What do I want? And how does my voice support that intention? So, that's the, that's, these are the four like, you know, like, okay, what do you take away from this? What am I taking away? They're talking about so many things. If you start thinking when you talk about the role, so let's break down the role of you. As a podcaster, yeah. you have to uh, speak to these Titans. And one of the things that allows us to feel uh, that we are uh, confident in our communication, perhaps, is a certain amount of authority. So, because you you want to feel that you're not like the, this kid talking to these grownups and right. intimidated. And it's like if you came across like, "Oh, it's really great to have you on here, and I'm super psyched." Yeah, uh, yeah, I, you yeah. Know, that <laughs> might. That might. Elicit from them a response that may maybe might not make you feel and for them as co- that you're as confident in your profession mm-hmm. and have the authority. We 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 hear authority and authority usually has a, a maybe a deeper tone, a little bit richer, a little bit stronger. Maybe again, not so fast on the mm-hmm. speaking. There's a confidence That's that we elicit, bad. and and when we and again, people don't want to people want to know that you're confident in your job so they feel confident to speak to you in other words as my son said to me i love that you're working on your on your your speech mom I said well i got to because i have to come across that i understand what i'm talking about right and he said yeah because if you don't i've listened to speakers i don't think that they actually feel confident i don't listen ooh, to them
1: ooh how can you tell i i, I think that i, I mean I, I feel exactly what you're saying, but I'm curious to hear what you're going to say. Like, how can you know you tell someone's not confident in what they're talking about?
2: Um. Well, again, oh my 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 dog is having. Oh, a, your dog. I'm sorry, she's yeah. having a little bit of a a, a sneeze. Um. Well,
0: oh. you know, <laughs> we c-
2: we can hear confidence in. Somebody's ability to land their message again, it's tonality, right? A lot of times, unfortunately, even the problem of upspeak, upspeak when oh, it, we end yes, our sentences up. Yes. yes, we have a problem with that in our society right now a lot of upspeak, and whether or not we're the most um, brilliant and uh, we, we have such authority of the knowledge. Unconsciously or consciously, when we speak like that, the the other person's recipient brain is saying, "Is that a question? Do they do they yeah, really believe right, that? Right. It may not be something that they say. Um, you sound like you don't know what you're speaking. But the unconscious is saying, because my 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 ear is used to that sound going as a question, that the person isn't as confident in their communication, whether they are or not, only because they've unfortunately learned this fairly new in the in the world of speaking. I don't know if it's been in the last 10 years, 20 years, but it is I mean I literally talk to my daughter sometimes and I and I'll point my hand down while she's speaking so she gets that she has to land it down because otherwise it sounds like she's asked a question and she doesn't made a right. statement.
1: So I have an I have an example uh, one from Vanessa Van Edwards, my who's ah. long been for yeah. you, you know you she's know she's wonderful, yeah. wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's long very been, powerful. Uh, favorite, yeah, yeah, and her um,
2: communication.
1: Yeah, uh, and you know she uses this example, which I've stolen, that you know when you say, you know, say in a sales situation, and the cost will be forty five hundred dollars, you are just begging. The other side, the other person, to negotiate with you. You are saying, "I'm not sure about this price," and you shouldn't be either. When you end it on that upward inflection, right. go That's down. That's exactly
2: where it's right. And, and and it's as simple as that. I just break it into the. We all have our wonderful. She's such a powerful communication coach.
0: Yeah,
2: I I use the voice. I, I one of my my sayings is, "I teach you to think like a voiceover actor in your own life." So you can play your professional and personal roles more successfully. Mm. Who am I in the scene? So I'm a mother. I'm because I, mean, I, I get people to actually me map. Like we, we did my, the marvelous, magnificent, multifaceted me map. Because most people don't realize how many roles they play unconsciously. Again, we don't think I'm, I'm not playing a role, but no, you know, we say sometimes. I mean, in the role of uh, you know, uh, there was I had a I had an in my animation class an officer. Uh, uh, he was a former officer and now he was acting. He said, you know, my wife used to come home and we would laugh our asses off. And she would say to me, if if in the field they they could see how funny you were, uh, they wouldn't believe that's the same guy. And, and, And I said to him, and I can understand why you wouldn't because that authority voice you need for that particular role. And in the animation class, you can completely, or in your personal life. So again, just like you said, we acclimate when we're really good communicators to our role, meaning our, the context of our life. So, when you're hanging with your your friends, you can have that kind of fun, relax because the 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 expectation of you is to match theirs. That you're,
1: you're yeah not, you're not mere like match. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah. like I if because if you brought in Jordan the podcaster with you, they might be turned off by that. Definitely you know. <laughs> weird, yeah. So,
1: so Bring that to the bar that won't work,
2: right? So, <laughs> so, so the so the success, right? Exactly. It's like well, it might work depending on who you're talking with. Might, like, uh, <laughs>
1: some
2: some girl, some lovely lady might think you're you're a podcaster and I love your deep rich voice. But the idea is that the success of the scene means that in a Zoom call, we're we're all zooming nowadays, right? Yeah, yeah. So many of us feel like um, more pressure. Like, how do we apply this in real life? So, I, I one of the roles that I talk extensively about that we could all relate to is the role of the courageous confident candidate and we don't even have to be a job seeker I mean I'm freelance my my whole career 25 years 30 years in I'm still going for jobs all the time interviews all the time mm-hmm. um, I'm a candidate we are so much the candidate how do we play the courageous confident candidate especially during this very challenging time when we're been through a great deal of psychological trauma. Uh, we maybe we've lost our jobs, maybe the world feels completely anxious and we have downloaded a lot of that anxiety. How do we override that tendency to think, I'm never gonna make it, I've lost my job, I'm 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 scared, I'm afraid, and then go into that interview and be like, hey, it's a pleasure to be here. It's really hard to do that from nothing. That's when we're like, how do we act when we well, so so i uh, I would like to offer, in the give great voice context an acronym bead. Bead is to breathe first, you know, when literally the act of deep breathing has such a sele- psychologically powerful effect on our our nervous system, right? So we know that. And in order to to be a speaker of any kind, You not only diaphragmatically breathe, meaning you slow down your breath, you take in more breath, you tap into your parasympathetic nervous system, the part that's the relaxed part of ourselves and not the sympathetic fight-or-flight response that usually takes us away when we're nervous, which is, again, very normal, but ends up putting us in a state that we had to, and hello, oh my gosh, uh, you know, that part of that doesn't feel, that certainly doesn't usually come off as confident, right? The confident. So, bead is breathe, and then we empower, affirm, Dress and now I added S for smile. So if you can, oh, yeah, yeah, because when we smile, when we smile again, not to be the fake smile, but when we warm up with a smile, meaning just smile to ourselves, we literally in the act are releasing dopamine and serotonin. And on the response, when I smile to you and you're seeing me across the screen, your unconscious response is that person is warm that person is open that person is not going to attack me all the again there's so much unconscious so it really serves when we smile without again like being like a you know the clown smile that when we can do certain hacks to our brain we can breathe we can use the power pose made famous by Amy Cuddy in the mirror the night before 2 minutes before the interview and then a, a we can affirm ourselves the self speak of i'm going to kill it today i'm so good i'm powerful i'm confident i believe in myself i deserve this job and then we add dress we you know again even as an actor i'm here you know most of us are doing like the the half jammy thing right we're doing the clothes <laughs> i could be wearing jammies below but but when we the when you know when we put on that special outfit that we kill, we just always feel so good in.
1: I know what you're talking about, yeah.
2: That helps us, that act of breathing, empowering, affirming ourselves, dressing, and then smiling. You can use those tools... To give great voice to that interview, that zoom call um, in a moment. And so that's why I've taken the skill sets that I've learned and tried to make it accessible and usable to help everybody so they can feel more confident and 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 courageous in their communication,
1: yeah, I, something uh, that you bring up there, you know, using your physiology uh, to dictate your psychology. Uh, you know something that Tony Robbins talks about extensively,
0: yeah.
1: And something that I've been, you know, like, uh, like he actually talks about it in this sense that depression is in action. Like, what is depression? It's like laying in bed, you know, on your phone scrolling social media. Like, uh, so you know, I've used this like whenever I want to uplift myself. Like, I uh, like if it gets if it gets bad, um, you know, in my mind, like I will actually like do a little pattern interrupt. And leave, uh, go, go down and uh, run around the neighborhood. Um, change your state. Act- you could change your yeah, state. Yeah, change my state. Um, and I've actually been, not, not for all my podcasts recently, but for a good amount of them in the last several podcasts, I've been uh, exercising right beforehand. That's right before I finished my workout uh, 11 minutes before we got on here. Um you release I, like it all that really good, right? changes my state, right. which changes my voice big time.
2: Right. So it's and, wonderful that you understand how powerful and these little hacks because you understand how well your mind yeah. serves your body and your body can serve your mind.
1: Yeah. And, and I want to I want to bring up something too. We talked about it a little bit. I have my thoughts about it, but I want to hear yours is and this vocal speed. What comes up when I say that?
2: Vocal speed—that's a great. Yeah,
1: the speed of speed of your voice. Yeah, however you want to say it.
2: That also, again, uh, changes depending on uh, our circumstance, and also certainly for myself. And you're reminding me again that sometimes uh, again to be able to live with the air in between the sentences. Oh
1: yes, a sign of great confidence.
2: Correct, and we, I we I use, struggle with that uh, a lot. Myself. Yeah, I yeah. struggle with we, that.
1: It's it's. It's important to recognize, something that I teach podcasters, why we use the words um, uh, and like. A lot of the time, it's because we're just not confident enough to take a pause. Think about it in conversation. We use those words because we don't want to lose the other person with too long of a silence. So we use these filler words to fill the time so that we don't lose them. We keep their brains engaged.
2: Right. But the more confident, again, when you study confident communication, sometimes that air is just what's needed so that the other person can digest that wonderful thought that you just said without the brains having to. So speed, uh, again, speed, depending, can be positive if you're trying to energize somebody. If you want to, again, what am I trying to do when Tony Robbins is like, we're going to do this. You know, that's that's again, you, you you can physiologically change someone's energy by the the intonation. But when you, the opposite, I'll give you an example. So I, I created this affirmation meditation app you refer to uh, called Haven, which is completely free. And it's now you understand, uh, I can, I can share that it's to the, uh, the aspect of give great voices to ourselves. So why it's a why it's a helpful tool is that it supports the self-speak, the, the part of affirmation in beads. And so, because most of us, many of us uh, have a hard time really speaking to ourselves with love compassion and kindness we'll tear ourselves down in a second you know i'm an idiot i'm stupid i'm fat i'll never make but but how many of us regularly say i'm amazing and i love myself and i'm powerful and i can do this and or i forgive you definitely have, myself. To have a
1: balance between like questioning yourself and recognizing you know the bad yes and if you want to improve yes and also like the good
2: right but the, but we can we would just as we would talk to our best friends, we could say, "Well, so you messed up, got it? Okay, we all mess up. What can we learn from that?" People will do that with their best friends, but for themselves, "I'm so stupid, I did it again." I'm, I did I'm, that last week, <laughs> right? Right. So, so that's what I'm talking about that that we can mess up and be reflective and and own it. I always say, "Own your ship." But could we? Could we? Could we be the compassionate companion just as if we were talking to our best friend as opposed to the, the brutality that we often show to ourselves? Which then, again, like after we've just a, you know, obliterate ourselves. How do we go and play that courageous, confident candidate? You're going to be such an idiot. You're so stupid. Oh my God. You're, they're going to know that you're a, no. d- you're a total yeah, imposter. It's not the time
1: for, for that t- type of right. So negativity. Right. It's not the time.
2: It's the point. So, so, but I will say that when I made this affirmation meditation app, I was so excited to. I co wrote it with a friend and I voiced each one. I got back the, the finished version with the music bed, listened to it. And realized I had messed up that. Oh. Yeah, I know, that was rough. Do you know how I messed up? No. I came out like, today we're going to learn the most amazing things about uh, confidence. Uh, and and uh, then later on I was like, and now we're going to breathe. And and based on the fact that people have 10 minutes, we're trying to bring them right into Alpha. The music bed that came after that wasn't given to me. Yeah. I did not serve the intention, which was to instantly soothe and calm somebody. Right. So I had to go back and re record all of them. <laughs>
1: it, it's cool that you knew that. Like, I, I knew think it. that someone. Someone who is like a a fake expert, you know, in voice would have, you know, or just like, ignorant, oh, great, or and, then put, and then put it out, or just yeah, just ignorant. Just not
2: realized. I mean, I I could have. Put you it
1: knew out. that, and you yeah. self corrected. It, well, it was I, pretty. It's pretty cool to hear that.
2: Thank you. It was a it was a painful lesson. Yeah. But it was like, wow, Tej, you get to learn the intentional thing really well. You're, you know, this, the, what you're teaching. You have to. So it did. It didn't serve. The overall – I served it later, you know, like later on I was like, let's get it. But it, to me, I realized, wow, you know, it 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 doesn't transition well. I could have left it as it was, but I – because I, I, I know for myself one of the reasons I made the Affirmation Meditation app was – and maybe a lot of people can relate – I love certain meditation apps, but I like the message more than the messenger. <laughs> and sometimes, like when you're listening to a meditation app, but you – but again, you know, so much of the information we take is how we're sensory, what, how we're experiencing it. So the number one, the number one comment I get for this affirmation meditation app is the word soothing. Yeah, and that that allows people to be receptive to the information I'm sharing. And so there's wonderful you know, calm and headspace are great, but some of the teachers, it's hard for me to take in the message, especially me, because I'm the, I'm like a dog with, with the sound. I was like, oh, oh, ow, ow, ow.
1: (laughs) No, me too, me too.
2: But we, we, why, you know, part of what I share again is using the, the voiceover metaphors that we can think of ourselves when we're empowering ourselves as the voiceover superhero, and we want to, you know, how do we learn to have these particular intentions? Some of us don't know the the sound of, of uh, gravitas or what that, what does that even mean? Mm-hmm. Or seduction. We can imitate till we download it. So I, I use the fact that why do we love Superman and Wonder Woman and all these powerful superheroes, especially when they're animated? We don't even see the, the the actual human. What is it that we love about them? We love their power and that you know that they mean what they say, right? So I could, so if I had a superhero pose and I'm standing there and I say, "Hello, you must listen to what I say now," or "Hello, you must listen to what I say," or "Jordan, it's such a pleasure to be here and I'm really excited." I mean, these are all they all belie.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: What what the words are right uh-huh. or, or what we I, I want.
1: I want listeners of Growth Mindset University to make a mental note of what she just said at the end there with like, thanks, Jordan. I'm so excited to be here. Notice guests when I welcome them onto the the show. There are, it's not all the time, but sometimes there are guests that are like, So happy to be here, and I'm just like, and and I and and, you know everyone knows they're not, you know they're not. That's
2: exactly what we're talking about. So 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 too. That's what I teach people. So I'd love
1: to name names, but I you know I won't. People get people (laughs) are smart enough to to to.
2: No, we don't want to shame anybody. But the point is, is that that that, (laughs) that's that's what I, I now teach non actors these same skill sets so that they. In their roles as CEOs or lawyers or you know brilliant authors, that they spend their time utilizing and maximizing other skill sets, writing uh, the digital world, that maybe they could learn how to have more command. Yeah. And confidence in the way they speak, so that their message is lands the way they intended. That I go back to that. We uh, so many of us just we, we think, oh, we're going to have this amazing time, but we don't realize the um, experience the other person might be having because we really didn't intentionalize yeah. our voices.
1: You know, I um, so over the past uh, you know week have been watching a lot of SpongeBob with my uh, <laughs> with my with my siblings. Uh-huh. Uh, And cousins, you know, we were all just, uh, you know, like just episode after episode, like while we wait for dinner. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I, I, I was saying, telling everyone, you know, I was like kind of vocalizing this. I wasn't really keeping it to myself, but I was just like, I was telling everyone how like, I cannot help. And maybe you got into my head a couple of months ago. Maybe this is why I was doing this, but I was like, I cannot help, but think of while I'm watching SpongeBob, the voiceover artists like you know sitting down standing up whatever like i cannot help with the microphone in front of them and like a you know soundproofed room like i i cannot help but think conjure that image up in my head while i'm watching yeah spongebob like it was um you couldn't like, separate I, I it cannot, out anymore? i can't just like enjoy yeah. like shows anymore like i have to <laughs> think about that i have to think about you know what i think about way too much Taja. what, what? The freaking soundtrack in like every documentary SpongeBob like think about and that conveys the message too like think about the Patrick music that comes on I don't know how familiar are you familiar with SpongeBob a little bit a
2: little bit for my yeah. for my kids yeah
1: so like the Patrick music that comes on is like this it's like stu- like this stupid ch- ditzy, ditzy little like music in the in the background when the police show up in SpongeBob every time it's like here's the music. But but it
2: hooks you. It it's conve- a hook, yeah, right. I mean, yeah. I, 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 it conveys
1: I mean, the mood. The, why do the, we remember a
2: song? Why do we remember exactly? Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. It's like we're so connected to sound uh, and and tone. We're so connected yeah. to it. So I, I think it's if but we can have we don't more even joy,
0: realize it. Right, a lot.
2: we don't. But I my that's that's the fun of learning things that are new. Right, we have mm-hmm. a new perspective. It's like maybe now people will start thinking, oh, what is my intention before I get on this Zoom yeah. call today? Do I wanna feel, uh, do I wanna convey enthusiasm or do I wanna convey that I'm tired? Do I wanna convey that I'm interested right. or do I wanna convey that I could care less? I mean, in other words, like, can I be more intentional with my voice? Now, again, our posture, we, you know, I I could share again, we're in a Zoom call, we're in these frames, we feel like we're on the spot sometimes. Um, the act of holding ourselves straight, like again, with a little bit more of a shoulders straight up, like a Superman pose, maybe underneath. Uh, Obviously, you're not going to do that during this thing, but your posture supports how you think. Like, unfortunately, when we're holding our phones down all the time, our heads, you know, we're getting these, our tremendous amount of impact on our necks and getting these curvatures because we're all bending down all the time. And it also literally, in terms of the, Posturing tells ourselves that we're we're weaker. You know, this is the Amy Cuddy that you when you when you uh, constrict your body down. Yeah, that's the whole you're you're releasing actually according to the studies more cortisol and more fear hormones. So here we are in this world of looking down all the times in our phones, and we have no recollection that we're actually might be telling our bodies, our mindsets, we are weaker by how much we're pointing. So st- think about that one. I'm l- I'm reading Amy. Cuddy's Presence. It's an amazing book. Um, and and again, our minds, our bodies, our voices, they're so interconnected. And if we have Definitely. more command, we can have more fun, we can have better communication. Um, you know, when I when I made the TED Talk, a lot of it was just to sound off on, can we call each other and tell each other we love each other a little bit more, as opposed to emojing and texting it. Um, can we when we have voice
1: messages
2: voice message when we use our heart when, we, when when it's fact great, you know, let's digitize it. Let's get it out. But when it's heart, can we can we share that beautiful resonance of our voices because it impacts to give great voice is to give that beautiful gift. I mean, I can't even tell you how many times I've messaged on LinkedIn, uh, you know, when you meet somebody and you leave them a message and people have said that that was the nicest thing anybody... I didn't even know you could do that. It was, it was such a unique... Right, right,
1: yeah. I, I People don't know. I, I get that, too, yeah. It makes Funny. such a
2: different impression.
1: Uh-huh, because definitely.
2: They, so, so I just want people to fall in love with their voices, to feel more confident in their voices, and to give them tools that they can start doing mm-hmm. that. And, and, and even how they can love themselves more, feel more confident, and then use that confidence to go out and live a more impactful, meaningful, joyful life because we we need each other and especially now that we can't even physically touch each other. We need our voices to do that so much more than it yeah. even before. So the demand has only gotten greater to to bridge the divide of our human connection to each other with our beautiful voices.
1: Yeah, this has been a, a, a truly a very unique podcast Tasia. I had a lot of fun talking about this. So, I this is the last question before the last question. Uh Okay. Re, it's a j almost an adjacent topic, but like the mechanics uh, you know, uh speaking with, I I heard so I heard Nikki Glaser, don't know if you know of her, this this comedian um, you know, she started going to this vocal coach. She was talking about it on Joe Rogan's podcast and you know, how this, this vocal coach like told her like, Oh, you know, you're speaking too much with your, your throat. You need to be doing this instead. And like, you know, they said that, you know uh, you know, she was going to like, she was really close to, like ruining her voice. Like she w- just wasn't going down a, a good path uh, as far as, you know, like the future of her voice. Um, and you think about like older people a lot, like, I mean, their voices deteriorate over time. And I think, I feel like it has a lot to do. I don't know, but I feel like it has a lot to do with um how we use it. do you know anything about speaking with your throat vo- the voice mechanics the proper mechanics
2: i, I you know this is where I, okay if you, I, 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 I yeah, this is where I want to own it that you know because I'm not a a pathologist or a vocal mm, coach, mm-hmm. I have. I have knowledge based on just my own, uh, you know, years of experience, but I didn't train for that. And I would, l- I would never want to uh, yeah, yeah. talk to something that I can't. I will say that that whole thing I talked about with the deep diaphragmatic breath that any singer or speaker knows that when we bring our bellies our diaphragm which is right below our belly and we can reach that back room that comes from that really good power and then you could take a singing class and learn this of course on youtube you can learn any of it how to speak more powerfully but there is something to be said especially you know when we're doing the vocal fry we're literally like you know why do they call it vocal fry right what what, because we're like in our
1: chords you know and we're just that's what they call it
2: Vocal fry is that sound when you sound like this, like a, And is that
1: bad for your?
2: I well, I would, I would think that the more you're kind of focusing on just putting it mm. there over time, <laughs> it just is gonna start rubbing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would
1: say. I can, I can, I can hear that. I imagine it'd be bad. Well, yeah. think about that. I mean, yeah. I don't What's know the where right? the
2: word fry came from, but but for me, uh-huh. I notice as especially when we're doing animated games that if I don't place my My uh, scream a little bit lower, meaning to focus it mentally down, that I I can literally rip out my cords like with one session, and it which is definitely a problem for voiceover artists. We've had a lot of struggles with trying to find that right medium with with uh, video games um, that we don't blow out our cords to the point where they are um, damaged. So there there is something very important about vocal health. I am not an expert, but I can say that there are some fantastic YouTube uh, videos that you can, if you really want to go down that rabbit hole, you can totally fall in love with your voice as both the intentional instrument, the vocal instrument. I, I, I recommend people start thinking about it as a guitar or a violin and just start playing with their voices to see what it sounds like. Because most of us, again, that's why, why do we love cartoons? Why do we love to play with our, That's the child in us. I always come from the, the, the that part, the emotional part. When we release ourselves to fall in love with our voices and play with them, that child like... Creativity also gets released, and that's such uh-huh. a powerful gift to ourselves.
1: Yeah. Well, like I said, Tasia, it's been uh, it's been fun. Thank uh, you. People can find you, Tasia Valenza. She's on Twitter. She's on LinkedIn,
2: Instagram.
1: Yeah. yeah also, yeah. they can look up Give. I don't. Voice. I don't think I have you on Instagram yet. I I gotta maybe. I, maybe we do. I, I don't know. I don't think we do though. Well, let's make sure we do can. it. Gotta, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna that.
2: follow each other because I love I love your stuff. I think that you're so you have so much uh, wisdom to share i'm always um i'm always uh, inspired by your questions you always ask them in- such thoughtful questions and you always frame it in such a a way that everyone can respond without feeling attacked or you know that they're wrong for whatever their thoughts are and you're i just uh i love your content and i think that you you have so much um Wisdom to share at such a young—I I wish I had grown up uh, and had as much wisdom as you have at your age. Because you know, I—I've I, gained it along the way, and but it's wonderful if you can, with all of the the listeners that you have, that they can gain it from your both your wisdom and your interviews. So I—I I commend you. I admire you. I think you give great voice, both in the emotional, Thanks. the emotional sense, and in your your beautiful warm tone. So. Thank you for for allowing me to share the, my passion, which is give great voice.
1: Well, you're very kind, Teja. Thank you. I appreciate that. My final question is, uh, and I, I know the answer to this. If you could teach a course at a university, a course of your creation, or otherwise, what would it be? Is it give great voice? Oh, no. <laughs>
2: That's way too on the nose. Why would I do that? <laughs> 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 no, I'm I'm actually getting ready to do my first webinar, give great voice webinar. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm yes, my, my 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 passion is to simply teach um these skills and I'm gonna start doing it for a free webinar and I'm and then I'm I'm going to my my hope is one day that everyone uses the vernacular. Who did I give great voice to today? Right,
1: right, right.
2: That's that's my gift. I mean and, and even if it means to, I just said it something nice to myself today that I, you know, I, I was kind. And then I, 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 I used it to the betterment of my relationships and other people and to, to serve humanity with kindness. That would be my, my legacy that I can offer.
1: Tasia Valenza, I appreciate you. Thank you very much.
0: Appreciate you too. We've reached the end of this episode of Growth Mindset University. For more keys to success and methods to inspire your entrepreneurial spirit, head to jordanparis.com slash course and enroll in our free course to elevate your podcast to the next level. Be sure to pass the show along to someone you know who will benefit from the lessons learned in each episode and we'll catch you and them on the next episode of Growth Mindset University.